You're listening to Drek Happens, a Shadowrun podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and I created this podcast to share stories based on the weekly tabletop sessions I play with friends. My goal with this podcast is to capture each game session's highlights in a way where all listeners, whether you're a veteran Shadowrun player or someone who has never heard of this game, can enjoy. You'll hear actual gameplay sound bites, and when the session gets logistical or too caught up in the game mechanics, I'll just chime in with a summary of what happened so the story can move forward. A note of caution, this podcast is for mature audiences only. If you're easily offended by strong language or don't enjoy dark, twisted stories, I recommend you watch Fuller House instead. Bad, unexpected stuff happens in each Drek Happens episode, hence the title of the podcast. Still here, chummers? Great, let's get this show started. Before I introduce our players and dive into the story, there is some background knowledge you should know first. Shadowrun takes place in the late 2070s, where all aspects of technology we know today have made significant advances. When it comes to politics and power, corrupt megacorporations are just as influential as the governments we know today, each with their own territories and corporate security forces. The one thing that no corporation or government anticipated is the rebirth of magic, which happened several decades prior. Spellcasting, for example, while not common, is well known. Feared by the common citizen, but highly prized by those in power, magic has permeated our society for the better and worse. And with the arrival of magic comes magical creatures that we've all read about in fantasy novels. They weren't just part of our imagination, they were real, and they're back majority of them trying to make a living and coexist with everyone else. So whether you're human, orc, troll, elf, or whatever, those who don't work for mega corporations or governments fall through the cracks of society. And the one way to survive and not go hungry is to take on illegal and dangerous jobs. And if they're good at it, it becomes a profession. We call these mercenaries who run the shadows as shadow runners. And now's a good time to introduce ours. Damien, why don't you go ahead and say your name, your character name, and what's one unique thing you'd like to share with everyone about your character? Hi, everybody. My real name is Damien. My character's name is Chef. He is an aspiring Shadowrunner, brand new, just coming into the life. Um, he's really excited to be here, and uh, he's going to really be trying really hard to do his best. <laughs> okay. okay. That's good spirit there. Okay. Uh, Tim, why don't you go ahead? My name's Tim. Uh, my character is new to shadow running as well. Uh, my name is Respaldo. Uh, one unique thing: I'm a giant elf. <laughs> of course, wow. Jay is ruining your moment with his right. video. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm Respaldo. I'm not sure about being here. I'm not sure what's going on yet. I'm kind of gonna feel it out and uh, see what happens. Very cool, very cool. And uh, you mentioned you're a giant elf. How tall are you? Six, seven. Wow. Razi, go ahead. Okay. Uh, my real name is Rosalind. Yeah. And um, my, uh, my character's is uh, L. Just the letter L only, no last name. Um, she's a mage. And I think you asked what role that I was hoping for her to play. So just like magical backup slash heals, I guess. Um, 
unique. Something unique about her is she is currently extremely uncomfortable being inside a crowded club. Like really uncomfortable. (laughs) All righty, Jay, go ahead. Uh, So my name is Jason. And my character's name is Narcus. It's not Marcus, but oh, Narcus. Narcus. Like, oh, yes. Narcus. I read, yes. misread that. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, he's his first time shadow running. He's been hanging out with the gangs and hoping to thieve some good stuff. The way it's going to be set up is that each of you um, all get a message. And it's from your most trusted contacts. So you guys already have all your contacts from, you know, on the character sheets. And each of you get a message saying, hey, I finally got a job for you. Um, you know, I, it's worth checking out. And uh, just meet uh, the fixer at this club. It's called the Jaded, uh, Jaded Envy. And uh, it's like not too far where you guys live, wherever you guys are living. And so the, 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 the meet is at this club and you're supposed to meet a fixer. And uh, anyone know what a fixer is? It's the guy that hooks you up with stuff. Exactly. So uh, the fixer is generally your go-to person to find gear, uh, typically illegal gear, or to find a Mr. Johnson for you. So in this case, uh, oh, by the way, uh, anyone remember what a Mr. Johnson is? The guy that gives you missions. Johnson. And uh, what's his role in the in the, as part of the mission? Like, why does he give you the mission? He's the one that's hiring us usually, right? Or is yeah. he the go-between between the person that's hiring us? But he's Charlie of Charlie's Angels. Yes. And are they very trustworthy folks? Usually no. not. Probably not. Okay. So I'm just going through all this because I know Tim's very new to Shadowrun, so I want to make sure he knows what he's getting himself into. Okay, so um, the way the setting starts is you guys pretty much all meet at the same time. Um, um, you're, uh, but you're escorted by the bouncers. Like they know who you are already. Um, and they guide you into a private room. And, you know, the, the, at this time, it's the nighttime. So like, you know, the, the dancing is going, it's crowded. It's, you know, your typical nightclub. There's a bar, there's all this stuff going on. But you guys are being... Uh, personally escorted to this private room um and and then you see the fixer and you've heard about her but you've never seen her before and no no no, this this is the no no no. your contacts told you about the fixer oh okay but you never met the fixer before so the fixer her name is fat cat with a ph or an f with an F, okay. but you, from your contacts perspective, she prefers to be called Fats, okay? <laughs> and, Remember that, Tim. Or... Okay, so you're all going in, and by the way, at this time, like, you actually get to keep all your weapons, like, you went to the back alley, so, like, you guys, you know, you're fully geared up, I mean, unless you're carrying, like, a huge stash of, like, nuclear bombs, like, you're pretty much led in with what you got. You guys mm-hmm. do a perception. You notice that there's four bodyguards, and they're at the, they're, two of them are at each uh, entrance or exit. There's two, basically, doors. You came in through the, the one end, and there's another, two, another door at the other end. Two bodyguards for each. They're heavily armored. You know you can't take them. That's basically the bottom line you get there. But that, that, that does not startle you because one, you, you have 
a lot of faith in your your current contacts and the one your most trusted contact is told you like this seems like the real deal you should check this person out and get to know this person and her name is fat cat and so when you look at fat cat though you realize she's really a slim asian woman of indeterminable age so anywhere between the age of 15 to 35 uh and when you meet her, she has like undeniable positivity. Okay. Like, she like pre- Damien's character. Yeah. Yeah. Like she just shakes your hand with a firm handshake, gives you a hug, you know, it just like embraces you all. And she just says, welcome to, uh, you know, the jaded, uh, jaded envy. I don't own this joint. My friend does, but, uh, this is where I do all my businesses and we have a good gig. I know who this person is. Like basically you guys are talking along your way to meet her, but you kind of know already who she is. And uh, everyone tells you based on your knowledge that she is very outwardly sweet, very positive, very encouraging. But there's a big but here. She will viciously fuck anyone over who messes with her or threatens her or her shadow runners. So she's very protective, okay? uh, she's not known to be like disloyal. She doesn't screw anyone over that she hires. Um, she does get burned by Mr. Johnson's, but that's she has. There's repercussions for burning her on that regard. But uh, for shadow runners, she is the go-to fixer at this level. Okay, so uh, you feel good about meeting her. Okay, um, so when she, when she greets you, she has you guys sit down. She orders you drinks, and you guys are amazed by the drinks because in your low-level lifestyle. You guys don't get much like you guys are drinking off dirty water, you know, soy, whatever. Things are just not very appetizing. But when she gives you a drink, it is like for you, probably it is the best thing you guys have ever tasted. Even though it's not much, it is the best thing you guys have ever tasted. Okay, so everyone's just feeling good. Uh, She explains herself. She says that, you know, she's known each of you for quite some time uh, based on your contacts because her job is to recruit and invest in up and rising shadow runners. So you guys are at the top of her list, okay? So she's been keeping tabs on you. And uh, tonight uh, she explains that it's as if the stars have finally aligned, but she finally got a Mr. Johnson that requires specific talents that you guys all contribute to. So based on your profiles, based on you know uh, your, your reputation and what you've done, <coughs> Uh, she basically for this Mr. Johnson she was, she explains that she needs a face a mage and two guys who know how to fight okay um, she wishes that you know that, that she knew somebody with astral perception or a decker but she says you know fuck it I, I, I can't have everything in life okay Dark. so now she says that she has Mr. Johnson in the next room okay and you know, she says you could trust me or not, but I have a very good agreement with the owner. And all the, you know, there's no listing devices. It's been swept. It's clean. There's no bugs. Uh, but you know, if you want to sweep it yourself, go ahead. That's professional. Go ahead. But uh, I'm saying you could trust me on this one when it comes to no one's listening other than you and Mr. Johnson. I am taking a step out. I am just the connection. I am the person that connects you to a person that might give you money. And I've already been paid by this Mr. Johnson. And uh, so the only thing I expect of you is to do the job well. And if you get double crossed, then to survive. But, uh, and whatever you get from Mr. Johnson though, the one thing I do have as part of my agreement in helping you, because this is not a free meal, is that you owe me 20% 
uh, after the run is done. Negotiate. <laughs> okay. So does you know what's his name? Respaldo want to say something, or what? What? What do you want to do, Tim? I think the flat rate is about ten percent. Is everybody okay with that? So you want to roll for it then? Sure. Okay. So this is your negotiation plus charisma. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, so what's your charisma score eight, uh, rating? Eight, eight. And then six. what's your? Okay. Good. So roll fourteen dice. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Yep, and not wow. more than once. Very good, very good. Because that was anything more than four for a fairly challenging task. You get it. So she says, "Okay, that, that that's totally fair. You know how to. You obviously you're the face. So um, we'll do ten percent. All right, nail it. Okay, so let me write that down to make sure that's High fives, done. everybody. <laughs> so after the pleasantry is all there, you know, you guys are like, okay, this sounds good. She does give you one warning, okay? And she says, first and foremost, I don't know you very well personally, and I certainly don't know who this Mr. Johnson is, so I don't trust any of you with my life. But... This is what makes running the shadows fun and best yet profitable. So whatever goes down, I hope you survive. I have a reputation to maintain. I'm rising up out of this Drek hole. Oh, by the way, uh, Drek Tim means shit. So that's a, that's okay. a shadow run turn. So I'm rising out of this Drek hole and I'm hoping you four can be my new yen ticket out of here. Okay. Um, and so her warning though is says, but if you ever think I double crossed you, or worse, say, say you say that I I I double crossed you. Like she's really really intense about her reputation, and she looks straight at Rosie, okay, or L in this case. She looks straight at L, and she says, "I will personally cut off every guy's penis in this room and shove it up your line, cunt." Thanks for listening to our very first episode of Drek Happens. We'd love to hear your thoughts, reactions, and suggestions, so please email us at drek at drekhappens.com. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please rate us on iTunes and leave a comment. Thank you. Look at that roll. Look at it. Is that bad? Did you? Is your voice higher than usual? <laughs> like high pitched? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe? <laughs> Maybe not. It's okay. We're not judging here. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I haven't taken any shots to the nuts or anything. I shouldn't really sound <laughs> that high pitched or anything. It does sound He does, hard. right? You sound like you're sped up or something. Something is not quite right with you right now, too. Yeah, he has the voice mod, John, I think. Uh, no, no, I don't. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. It, it's fine. <laughs> can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. we can yes. hear you. Is my, is my voice normal now? It is normal. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I listened back to that, yeah, and it it sounded like it was on like 1.5 speed or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, guys, my voice is normal. What's going on? <laughs>